crash, nigga. This shit sound crazy. This shit sound crazy. Flash it on This shit sound crazy. This Alright boys, we are here with a mock draft of the first and second round. We have Dan here. How's it going, fellas? And we have our first guest, Mr. Greek himself. Or should I call him Dr. Greek? What's up, guys? How's it going? Alright, so we have a list here of everybody and their picks. And we're going to go through them. And we have the first and second round. And we all came to a consensus. Some, we had a little bit of an argument, but we'll get into it. But let's get this thing started. So first we have Tristan. We all agreed it's going to be McCaffrey. It's a pretty simple pick. I don't think there's much argument here. We had a little discussion between him and Mr. Uh, Cook due to the hog, if you will. Uh, but you That know, is true. We uh, decided that McCaffrey, even though he was hurt last year, has a little better injury history and decided that McCaffrey was the pick for Mr. Tristan Hunt. Next, we have Tyler with Doodoo the Hog. As we all know, that's Dalvin Cook. I know this is Gailey's guy. Big Dalvin guy back there. Yeah, I mean, I have him in a, in a dynasty league that we're in. And I had some injuries last year, but he pretty much carried my team to even make the playoffs. So I think he's poised to have another big season for sure. You know what they say, gotta let Dalvin Cook. So next we have... Nice pump. Now we have Yubi taking Derrick Henry. I mean, he's talked about it. He said he'd take that at yeah, one. So, on record, so, so I mean, on the record, if he's at one, I think he'll take him at three. So that's what we're going with for Yubi there. And yeah, yeah, no other explanation needed. That's the king's going home. <laughs> <laughs> the king will be on his throne on Yubi's team. Next we have Eric, a newly acquired member of the league here. We to have him taking Alvin. Big Camara. Yeah, we got Camara there. Um, you know, Drew Brees isn't there, so the checkdowns might not be there as much. But who knows? Jameis can see now, so he can see him out of the backfield and hit him there. He does have new eyeballs. He did score six touchdowns in a game last year. And I know Eric was watching that game. So he's doing some early scouting. I'm pretty sure that game actually won Billy the championship, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Billy did win. You hate to see that. <laughs> Next, we have Tro. We have him taking Freaky Zeke. I mean, I think you could go between Saquon and Zeke here. That's kind of what our discussion was. But with Saquon being a bit of a question mark right now, I think Tro will go with the immediate you know, win in the beginning of the season and knowing that he's going to be healthy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Saquon's obviously really, really good if he plays, but availability is your best trait right now when we're uh, doing mocks and right now Mr. Zeke is available and Mr. Saquon is not. He's currently not. And then he gets his quarterback back. He does indeed. And his line. And his line. That's my quarterback. His whole line last year was playing in the preseason game this year. It's crazy. I didn't know why they had them all out there. So next we have Rust. And we have Rust taking Saquon. I, I just don't think you can let Saquon slide past this pick. Yeah, he's too dynamic to go beyond there. I mean, once he plays, the guy, they get the ball in his hands as much as possible because Danny Dimes, Danny Pennies. Danny Pennies. Danny Pennies, as he's formerly known as in this chat, um, stinks. So they try and get him the ball as much as possible out of Danny Pennies' hands um, and into Saquon's. So next we have Dan, so you cannot talk for yourself here. We have him taking Devontae Adams. Best pick in the draft. (laughs) 
I just think once you get to that point and Devontae Adams is still there, you have to take him because he can get 20 to like 25 points week in and week out without question. And if you don't get one of those top five, top six running backs, you, you have to take the best receiver. Plus, we know that Aaron Rodgers is not playing, and, and their connection is probably the be- one of the best, if not the best, quarterback wide receiver one tandem in the NFL. So I think that's pretty much a no-brainer for Dan at pick seven. Next we have at pick eight, we have Tim, Timmy D. We have him taking Travis Kelsey, or Kels. Who knows now these days? But he's a Kansas City fan. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory here. Gets the best tight end. Can't go wrong. Also a high PPR type player. I think he's, what, the fourth or fifth actually projected player? Right. Something like that. Right. So it's definitely not a bad pick. And with Sammy Watkins leaving... And they lost another receiver, I think. I mean, his target share is still definitely going to be there. So, For sure. I mean, the guy puts up wide receiver one numbers and is a tight end. So week in and week out, you know you're winning a category. And at eight, you know, just the value there is just really good. <laughs> yep. And at nine, we have myself. So I'll let the other two speak. Um, yeah, nine, there's some good players on the board. But we all know who Breeze is taking. It's Mr. Diggs, his guy. Goated. He'll route you up. He'll catch touchdowns. Josh Allen just got the bag, so you know he's got to rely on his guy again. Goated. Um, yeah, Diggs is Diggs is a slam dunk pick here. I mean, there's obviously Tyree Kill too, but the Diggs and Allen connection is just through the roof. Yeah, he he's taking Diggs. He he wants him bad, and he knows there's no shot that he would get him on the swing. Um, so yeah, this this one's pretty much set in stone if Devontae Adams is not on the board for Breezy. Next, we have Timmons at 10, and uh, we came to a conclusion that he'll probably take Eckler. Uh, He's been on record to say he doesn't like his swag or lack thereof, (laughs) but his play style definitely outplays his swag, so I think we'll go Eckler here. Rumor has it that Timmons is buying a package to watch Charger games um, because he's (laughs) such a Herbert guy. Yeah, he is. Jay Herbo, (laughs) baby. So, yeah, this was a slam dunk Eckler pick. Yeah, and Timmons has him in our other in our dynasty league, and he's real high on him. He's gonna need him to have a big year uh, for him to make a run in that league. So you know, I think he uh, he double dips here. I think he takes Eckler again. A little double double dippage, you know. Rumor has it that Timmons is in fact the only Chargers fan. (laughs) (laughs) So next we have Gailey, and we have him taking Tyreek Hill. I mean. Dude scores touchdowns. He gets a long run. He's faster than everybody on the field. So, I mean, he's going to get his points, and Mahomes looks for him. I mean, if it's not going to Kelsey, it's probably going to Tyreek. So, I mean, I I think this is a good pick here, too. Yeah, I know from uh, our uh, Sunday red zone uh, time with Gailey last year that got us through COVID. COVID's over, by the way. Um, Gailey, you know, Mr. Hill took him to a lot of of victories in a league. Exactly. Um, this was a slam dunk pick. Next, we have the man himself, Rob. Mr. Mizzer. Roberto. We have him taking Aaron Jones. I mean, he's a Packers fan. He likes his Packers. So, I mean, Aaron Jones here, it's sliding to him. I feel like he has to take him. Considered uh, Jonathan Taylor here, but with recent injuries, not to him, but to people on his team, like, it's hard to kind of put him above Aaron Jones, especially now that Jones has... Rogers back. Yeah, even with Jones, I mean the the catching out of the backfield you've seen with now Jamal Williams moving on to uh, Detroit. 
Um, you know, Dylan's not much of a receiving threat. Um, he's more of just a, you know, quad type of guy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, quads. you know, we're going to... We're going to give Rob... Um, I also just thought of a great nickname for Rob, the Gambling Guru. Whoa! Um, so, yeah, the Gambling Guru is going with Aaron Jones here. Because, uh, yeah, the Packers, like we said, and you just you can't pass up the amount of volume that he's going to get. Even with Dylan there, I don't think Dylan takes much out of his game. I agree. Plus, I mean, he's literally the number two receiver, if you look at the targets and stuff. Facts. <clears throat> so next we have Billy taking Jonathan Taylor. Um... I mean, he almost went at 12, so I feel like, you know, this is a good pick here. Um, he definitely runs the ball pretty well. It, it's a good pick. I mean, there's not much else to say about it. It's not, you know, your sexy pick, but it's the right pick to make at this, at this, at this point. <laughs> this yeah. guy, okay, this guy, in front, we're, we're driving at the moment. There's some guy in a neon jacket riding a motorcycle, which looks like it's from the 1960s. <laughs> And he's going roughly 38 miles an hour through the tunnel. So you can't pass him. Just to give you guys a bit. Yeah, and we cannot pass him. Danny B has knocked about 12 minutes off the trip, but this guy's not helping us get any more <laughs> This dude's on. putting 20 on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going back to Jonathan Taylor here, um, like Breezy said, it's not the sexy pick, but he's got incredible upside um, just because he does have that big play breakaway ability. You know, he's to me, he's a lot like Saquon. Um, where he can just bust one for 60 yards out of nowhere um, and then, you know, just kind of grind away the rest of the game. So he's got that home run threat at, what's this, 13? Um, 13. Yeah, 13. At, at 13, yeah. it's just it's just too much to pass up that that potential. I know Billy likes is a fan of the Colts offensive line too, as most of us are. Um, even with Quentin Nelson missing some time, he will still be back at some point during the regular season. And... We know the Colts have a heavy run attack, especially now with their quarterback situation up in the air. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty safe and reliable pick for Billy at 13. Sure. Next we have Dennis, and we have Dennis taking Nick Chubb. I mean, he always he always has those games where he just runs for all the yards. So you're guaranteed to get some very big games out of Chubb. I mean, there is some injury concern there, but at 14, like, you have to take him. There, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, watching Nick Chubb run, even though he's for the Browns, I think everyone gets a little Chubb. It reminds you of, uh, <laughs> reminds you of Jim Brown running out there. So, um, no gloves. No gloves. No gloves. He's a tough physical guy. Dennis, you know, just had a kid, but he's tough and physical still, so we're going with Chubb. <laughs> Rumor has it that Dennis will buy his child his first-round picks jersey. I'm not... Uh, you didn't hear it from me, but I heard from someone else. So round two, we started off with Dennis again, and we have him taking Mahomes. A bit of a... This is our spicy pick. A bit of a spicy pick here. But, I mean, he's, he's clearly the best at the position, other than Josh Allen. But, I mean, it, it's a great pick. Like, you know you're not going to get him in round three, most likely, because he'll be picking at the end of round three. So if he wants to sure up his quarterback spot, we do believe that he will go with Mahomes here. Yeah, we just feel like Mahomes is the first pick in the second round. It might might be a little early, but the values there, like like we were talking about with Kelsey earlier, you you almost guarantee yourself to win the week at the quarterback position. So if you can, you know, win weeks at a certain position, you're you're putting yourself in a good spot to to win a lot of games. Next up, we have Billy. 
with Antonio Gibson. This is the only take that we can get behind from Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was an easy pick because uh, we know he's a big Gibson guy. He projected him to be a stud last year, and he was. Um, so congratulations, Billy. One of one million um, on your correct takes. Plus also, uh, I, I like doing the running back strategy in a 14-man league, so this now locks Billy's one and two running backs, and receivers are a little bit deeper, so he'll still be able to get a higher quality player in the later rounds at receiver, whereas running back, that might not be the case. So now, looking at Billy's team, he's got two young running backs, uh, poised for some big roles this year, so yeah. Billy's proven to be somewhat decent at fantasy, so... Somehow. We'll see, yeah. I think it's all luck. Next we have Rob. And we have Rob taking gambling D-Hop. Guru. I mean, the gambling guru here. I mean, D-Hop, <laughs> D-Hop's really good. I mean, I feel like last year was honestly kind of a down year for him. But there's no way that he doesn't produce this year again. Like, he, he's really good. He'll, he'll get you the points. Yeah, there are a couple guys we consider here, but like Breezy said, I mean, D-Hop's been top three in the game for the last five-plus years now, so to get him here, um, it's just it's just too good. There's, you know, the gambling guru doesn't have to take much of a gamble on D-Hop here. He knows what he's getting. Yeah, and D-Hop's been like a first-round pick, I I believe, the last two years, so getting him in the second's a bit new, especially, right. especially in a 14-man league. Yeah, I mean, the addition of... Um, like Rondell Moore and, and A.J. Green there, you know, it might take a little bit away from him, and that's kind of why we see him slipping, but he's still the guy. I mean, he dunked on the entire city of Buffalo to win a game. Sorry, Breezy. Dang. But, you know, <laughs> he, he's like that, so it's a good pick there for Rob. All right, next we have Gailey. So here we go. You just heard a bomb drop. It's a explosion. Gailey's taking Najee. Daddy Harris. <laughs> I mean... This was the easiest pick of the draft, honestly. <laughs> There's just not much else to say other than a yin splosion. Rumor has it that Gailey has a jersey in every uh, every color, every design <laughs> on the way. <laughs> Even ones that haven't been released yet. I Gailey wish, has it. I wish. Next we have Timmons. And we have Timmons locking in on that Atlanta offense with Calvin Ridley. I mean, Ridley's really good. I mean, I've been on... I've been known to hype up Calvin Ridley here, so seeing him go the pick before me hurts a little bit, but, you know, that's just the way we mocked him. I mean, you can't really pass up on that type of talent at this point. Yeah, I mean, Timmons is all in on that Atlanta offense. He's got Kyle Pitts in their dynasty league, so, um, yeah, he's, he's bought into what Matty Ice is selling. Um, not sure what that is, but I guess blown fourth quarter leads. Um, but, yeah, so Calvin Ridley, the talent's there. Julio's no longer there, so he's going to be – getting the share of the targets um even with Pitts, you know it's still it's calvin's offense and the boys are just living in it <laughs> yeah i mean elite route runner good speed great hands julio's no longer there but they still got some other pieces like kyle pitts hearst is still there russell gage to help him out yeah i think this is a good pick for timmons in the middle of the second round for sure next we have myself um, yeah, so Breezy wouldn't be mocking himself here, but we had him taking uh, Sleepy Joe Mixon. Um, you know, he's really, you know, he brings that punch to a backfield. Um, <laughs> with taking Diggs, we just felt like he needed a um, a running back this round. 
just because it would be a, a long time until a running back came his way and he'd be ending up with somebody, you know, that might be in more of a split uh, backfield. But, yeah, he's got a nice one-two punch now with Mr. Diggs <laughs> and Mixon. And then I know I've been reading a lot on Joe Mixon because I have him in our Dynasty League that they hired the um, – they got their offensive line coach back from the year that he led the AFC in rushing. So that's supposed to – I don't know. It's supposed to help them. They did a good job of bolstering their offensive line in the first round of the. Oh, no, sorry, they took Jamar Chase. Uh, their offensive line is still probably in shambles. Same with uh, Joe but, Burrow's name. But if Joe Mixon stays healthy, he's gonna have a pretty productive year. He was doing all right last year before he hurt his foot. So I think this is a good spot for him to go in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Mixon guy, obviously. Um, you know, high character guy, but uh, you know, just. From reading a lot of reports, I've heard he looks great in camp, and uh, Burrow's got that yips with his knees, so I'm sure they'll be handing the ball off a right. lot. Um, yeah. You know, and like Gailey said, you know they got to get the ball out quickly and get it to a running back because uh, Burrow's going to be under a lot of heat considering you know they drafted a generational talent um, at receiver and not <laughs> tackle, tackle like they had the choice that literally fell in their lap. But that's why they're the bungles, and they'll continue to bungle. Yep. Yes, sir. Next we have Tim. And we have Tim taking DK Metcalf. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a bad pick at all. I mean, at this point, like you're gonna take what's best available, and I believe that DK is definitely the best available here. Uh, he gets a lot of points as long as it's in the first half of the season. And Russ is still cooking because the flame goes out at the end of the year, apparently. Mister Unlimited. It seems like Mister Unlimited is a bit limited. But yeah, I mean, at this point, like DK, definitely a good pick. Um, you need a receiver, too, after you took a tight end. I mean, you could go running back here, but we still think that you'll just take best available and just worry about running back later. Yeah, I mean, DK's uh, ceiling is through the roof. The dude's a freak. Um, we did like Edwards Alaire here because the big Chiefs fan, but we figured with Kelsey um, maybe we wouldn't double dip here. But, again, if you're going to double dip in any offense, it's going to be the Chiefs offense. That's true. Um, but it's still DK's a little bit safer, and his upside is just – it is crazy. Next we have Dan with Terry McLaurin. I mean, Second best pick in the draft. <laughs> Terrence McLaurin's here is a no-brainer. I mean, Dan loves Terry McLaurin. So, I mean, he's definitely going to pick him. And I think he'll have a huge year, especially with um, Fitzmagic back there. I mean, he's a, he's actually a quarterback. He can actually throw. He so, takes chances. He does not He care. definitely does. He will throw it into coverage. So... And I think last year I saw any time that Tua played as opposed to Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker and, like, all the receivers had, like, significant more catch percentage. Yes. Like, catch, catchable ball percentage, like, went way up. So, I mean, he'll get you the ball. It's just your, your choice to go after it and get it. So, I think he'll be good. And we all know Terry goes up and gets it. Just ask Timmons and Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and then, where are we? Oh, Rust. Russ, we have here taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I mean, at this point, getting another running back, and especially a starting running back, and really, like, it's kind of a bell cow position just because they don't really have anybody else other than I think they signed Jarek McKinnon. But, yeah. I mean, you're really not getting much better as a backfield here, especially in that offense, like if he catches a ball or whatever it may be. Um, Clyde's, Clyde's definitely the pick here. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, you know, we, we could have seen him going earlier to Tim. Um, and, I mean, honestly, to me, if it wasn't for Terry, like, I got to pick the horse there with Terry. But, um, you know, 
like Breezy was saying, at this point in the draft, to get somebody that is still a significant number one, you have to go with it, especially in Kansas City's offense. Um, so here it's just Claude makes too much sense. Next we have Tro. We have Tro taking DeAndre Swift, a Philly guy. Um, I mean, this offense is going to be very good, so they're probably going to have to pass the ball a lot, which may hinder Swift's upside a little bit. But overall, Swift's a really good running back. I mean, he does have a little bit of an injury history, but kind of the same reason as Clyde here. Like, he's still that number one back. Like, there's no one else really there other than Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams who may eat into it a little bit, but I still think that Swift is the better back here in that offense but I don't know I mean it's all speculatory so like everyone thinks we have a big year this year I I think that he will have at least you know an above average probably top probably top 10 running back year for sure so I think this is the pick here yeah I love DeAndre Swift I think he's extremely talented Um, I just really hope they actually use him in the offense because you can see when they used him last year how effective he was right um, but I know that's the reason that their coach got fired because they didn't use him enough. So, you know, now hopefully a new coach, um, new system, get him rolling because he's, he's an absolute stud. Yeah, I love him as a player. I just don't really know a ton about the Lions. Like, I know they have a new head coach. I don't really know what their scheme's going to look like. We know they have a weaker wide receiver room. Um, so I don't know if that means they're going to try to run the ball more or whatnot, but... No, I like Swift as a player. This, again, late second round is a good spot for him as well. They did also have that generational talent. That is actually a tackle that the Bengals should have taken. Yep. Fall to them. So, I mean, yeah, I mean that could that could definitely bolster their uh, run game a little bit. Just uh, want to give everyone a quick update on the trip. Um, we've passed the motorcycle guy. <laughs> We're back to cruising, and we've knocked another minute off our last Yes, guy. sir. Next we have Eric at pick 11 in round two. And we have him taking A.J. Brown. I think this is a very good pick. I'm a huge A.J. Brown guy. Um, I I really think that he's going to have a monster year, especially with that, having another receiver there. Um, may take some pressure off of him, and hopefully Tannehill will start airing it out a little bit more. But you know they're going to run the ball. But I, I still think it's a really good pick here. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown is just so dynamic. You can get him the ball really in any different way. And I imagine now with Julio being there, they'll start using him in some more scheme scheme type ways that can get him open because um, there are other options now you know I mean Corey Davis was nice and all last year but let's be honest he's no Julio Jones right um, so you know it's going to open up a lot for AJ Brown and we're all we're all very high on him next we have Yubi taking Keenan Allen I know Billy's probably punching everything putting <laughs> holes in his wall right now just because he thinks he's bad but Keenan Allen's a monster, especially in PPR. Like, dude will get eight catches on nine targets, eight targets. Like, he'll catch everything. Uh, I mean, this is a great pick. He's super consistent, and especially with Jay Herbo back there, I think this is a great pick. Yeah, Herbert just boosts uh, Keenan Allen even more. Right. Um, I mean, the guy was going in, like, the third round last year with um, – who was it? Tyrod Tyler, Taylor. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you get a you get a talent like Jay Herbo back there, um, and you combine that with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen goes up against Derwin James every day. Iron sharpens iron. Dude's just a beast. I mean, there's there's nothing you can say about it. You know what you're getting with Keenan Allen. It's consistency. Yeah. yeah uh, you guys already know how I feel about Keenan Allen. I don't need to say much more. Um, solid pick for you, to be here for sure. For sure. All right, next we have Tyler, and we have him taking Justin Jefferson. 
He is going a little bit of a, a double dip into the Vikings here. He is. But we just think, you know, having that talent on the board still with Jefferson, I, we, you can't really pass it up. I, I think that this is a really good pick. Um, he could have a huge year again. Kirk Cousins seems to actually, you know, want to throw the ball to him. It seems like their offense was rolling pretty well last year. So I, I think this is a good pick here. Yeah, I mean, that offense is – it's a good offense. I mean, Kirk Cousins is – he is what he is, but he's hes not great. He's solid, but he gets the ball and spreads it around. And Jefferson is the clear number one. Um, and his production last year was crazy as a rookie. You can only imagine it's going to go up. Yeah, I mean, the double dip is something, but, you know, it's its Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. They're right. both arguably – I mean, yeah. yeah. Dalvin Cook is top two at his position right now, and Justin Jefferson's – arguably top 15 maybe even top 10 right now so you know like it's just a it was too much talent to pass up in the draft right and it's also not like a bad thing in this situation just because you get two players that are the two best players on that entire team like you know they're going to produce so i think it's a good pick and then next we have tristan rounding out the second round our last mock pick and we have him taking David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears. I think it's a good pick, especially whenever um, Fields takes over. Fields likes to throw to his running backs occasionally, but uh, it'll it'll definitely open up some run running abilities more than uh, Andy Dalton will, just because you'd expect Fields to run it, you'd expect Fields to throw it, you don't really expect Dalton to run the ball on his own. So with that threat, they could maybe run some options, they can run some RPOs. And, they can really get that thing moving out there in Chicago. So I, th- I think this is a really good pick, and getting him at the end of the second round is an absolute home run. Yeah, I mean, building off what Breezy said, just looking at Dub Bears, um, you know, you saw Montgomery really start the season okay and then really slowed down when uh, Nick Foles came in. And that's just because, like Breezy was saying, there was, their offensive line isn't great. It got better as the season went on. Um, but when they brought Mitch back, it opened up that – that running threat to the quarterback, a little more motion. Um, and so once Fields takes over the job, which honestly could be week one, he's, he's looked incredible. Montgomery, that's just going to open it up for him. And, I mean, Montgomery wanted to hit in training camp, so we know the guy's ready for some football. We're all ready for some football. Appreciate you fellas tuning in to week one, the mock draft of 2TV's podcast. 2TV's podcast. That's the name. Well, uh have some more guests here. Today was Mr. Gailey. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, you didn't really have much of a choice because I'm in the backseat of your car. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully I can come on later in the season. Yeah, so we will keep the, the good content rolling, the good times rolling. We'll maybe come up with some additional segments of, like, some questions or stuff that's going on during the year, and then we'll, we'll have some fun with it. All right, boys, but thanks for tuning in.